The following program has been paid for by the Apostolic Faith Church. From the heart of the Pacific, in Honolulu, Hawaii, Apostolic Faith Church presents the Kingdom of God Crusade. Join us now for another hour of worship with Pastor Han, the church choir, and the band. We hope and pray that you'll find this next hour a blessing. Good morning and praise the Lord, everyone. I'm Head Pastor Billy Han Jr. And I'd like to thank you for joining us today. We welcome you to the Kingdom of God Crusade telecast being brought to you every Sunday morning, not only here in Hawaii from 8 to 9 a.m., but also parts of California from 6 to 7 a.m. on station XDTV channel 13 in San Diego, from 6 to 7 a.m. on station KPSC channel 13 in Palm Springs, from 6 to 7 a.m. on station KBTV channel 8, and Comcast channel 238 in Sacramento, including Chico and Fresno from 6 to 7 a.m. on station KBVU-TV, channel 28 in Eureka, from 8 to 9 a.m. on station KOTR-TV, channel 11 in Monterey, from 6 to 7 a.m. on Charter Cable Channel 1519 in Los Angeles, from 6 to 7 a.m. on station KQTA-TV, channel 15.3, and Comcast channel 238 in San Francisco, Oakland, and San Jose, from 6 to 7 a.m. on station KECY, Channel 9 in El Central California and Yuma, Arizona. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KLSR, Channel 34 in Eugene, Oregon. From 5 to 6 a.m. on station KZJO, Channel 22 in Seattle, Washington. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KUCW, Channel 30 of Ogden, Salt Lake City, Utah, and parts of Nevada and Wyoming. And from 6 to 7 a.m on Time Warner Cable Channel 503 in New York City. If you'd like more information on our church and view our Kingdom of God Crusade telecast in its entirety, be sure to visit our website at JesusComingSoon.org. The Apostolic Faith Church is located at 1043 Middle Street, the headquarters of the Gospel of the Kingdom of God for the whole world, with the sign of the roof of the temple, Jesus Coming Soon. I landmarked in Kali for 99 years and our prayer tower, the first of its kind in Hawaii, used exclusively for prayer. The church was founded by the late Charles and Ada B. Lockbaum on August 4, 1923, and passed on to our late chief pastor, William M. Hahn Sr. in 1959, who continued the gospel work to its fullness. We hope and pray that this telecast will draw you closer to our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, and be a real blessing to you, our television audience, saints wherever you are, and the shut-ins, that is those of you in the hospitals and convalescent and homes. And should you need prayer or someone to pray over you, please don't hesitate to call the phone number designated at the conclusion of the telecast. Today we celebrate Thanksgiving Day, a time set aside to give thanks to our Lord Jesus Christ for all that He has done, doing, and going to do. We have much to thank the Lord for, especially all of the significant benefits we receive from the Lord, such as salvation, the promise of eternal life, 
the gift of the Holy Ghost, physical healing, and all manner or form of material and spiritual blessings. Surely we can praise and thank the Lord not only on Thanksgiving, but every day. To start our musical program, the church choir will sing, Thank You, Lord. They are led by choir director Emilia Hahn and accompanied by Edith Matsuki on the piano and Rose Baku-Carter on the organ. Amnek is the church band who will play a rendition of There Shall Be Showers of Blessings, directed by yours truly. When we place our trust in the Lord and ask of Him daily to lead and guide us in all that we do, He showers us with His wonderful blessings.
We call upon Seneca Rose Han, our soloist for today, who bring forth a song simply entitled Grace. She's accompanied by Tiare Summers on the piano, Mason Asanasin on the guitar, and associates pass Marvin Abing on the bass. Seeking my 
The church choir will sing the second song entitled, I Want to Thank You, Jesus. Please join in and sing along with our choir, following the words at the bottom of your screen.
instrumental selection is a flute solo by Sally Spotkaff, who will play a number entitled Thankful. She is accompanied by trustee associate pastor Ms. Brosini on the guitar and Iris Locke on the drums.
And now we have a vocal duet sung by Sus Bass, Marvin, and Shirley Bing with blended voices that will sing, Let's Just Praise the Lord. They're accompanied by your shoe on the piano. This song is dedicated to Associate Pastor and Trustee Ronald and Terlin Hahn Jr. Thank you for all that you do for the Lord's work. May it continue to strengthen you both daily and richly bless you in this life and that to come for your faithfulness to the Lord. Have a joyful and blessed day. Greetings in the sweet name of Jesus. I'm Associate Pastor Melvin Hondo, and I'd like to repeat our television time, station, locations in the continental United States for our viewing audience, especially if any of you plan to visit or reside in California, that these telecasts can now be viewed every Sunday morning from 6 to 7 a.m. on station XDTV channel 13 in San Diego, from 6 to 7 a.m. on station KPSE channel 13 in Palm Springs, from 6 to 7 a.m. on station KBTV channel 8 and Comcast channel 238 in Sacramento, including Chico and Fresno. 
from 6 to 7 a.m. on station KBVU TV channel 28 in Eureka, from 8 to 9 a.m. on station KOTR TV channel 11 in Monterey, from 6 to 7 a.m. on Charter Cable channel 1519 in Los Angeles, from 6 to 7 a.m. on station KQTA TV channel 15.3 and Comcast channel 238 in San Francisco, Oakland, and San Jose. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KECY channel 9 in Central California and Yuma, Arizona. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KLSR channel 34 in Eugene, Oregon. From 5 to 6 a.m. on station KZJO channel 22 in Seattle, Washington. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KUCW channel 30 of Ogden, Salt Lake City, Utah, and parts of Nevada and Wyoming. And from 6 to 7 a.m on Time Warner Cable, channel 503 in New York City. If you'd like to know more about our gospel work and view our Kingdom of God crusade telecast in its entirety, please visit our website on jesuscomingsoon.org. And now concerning a schedule of gospel services here in our home state, Hawaii, services held at the temple every Tuesday and Friday at 7 p.m. On Sunday, gospel services started 10 a.m. and Divine Healing Services at 7 p.m. Sunday School for All Ages begin at 9 a.m. and prayer services held daily in the prayer tower at 2 p.m. except on Fridays at 10 a.m. The same schedule is observed by neighbor island branch churches as services are also conducted by Pastor Reginald V. Castanero Sr. in Kanakakai Molokai, by Pastor Walter I. Tin Loy in Hill, Hawaii, by Pastor Leonard K. Waasano Sr. in Kaloa, Kauai, by Pastor Hannibal Espera in Balogo, Pikawayan, and by Pastor Vesper Espera in President Rojas, Cotabato, Mindanao, Philippines. At our Maui Branch Church in Lahaina, Maui, services are held every second Sunday of the month. You are welcome to attend these services regardless of church affiliations. There are no collections. However, if you desire to voluntarily contribute to support these telecasts and the Lord's work, you may do so by sending your donations to the address designated at the conclusion of the telecast. And now, I'd like to return our program back to Head Pastor Billy Hahn Jr., who will bring forth his spirit-directed and spirit-inspired sermon. Pastor Billy? Thank you, Melvin. Life is so full of problems that many people in the world today put their personal concerns ahead of Jesus. In spite of the message delivered in the song, Put Jesus First in Your Life, most often, we tend to put Jesus second, third, or even lower on our list of priorities. For many, it is a difficult decision to choose to be faithful to the Lord or to the world, even though we know what the correct choice should be. Perhaps, if we learn a little more about the Lord through sermons like the one I have entitled, A Prayer of Thanksgiving, the decision to choose the Lord will be a whole lot easier. This Thanksgiving will find most of us in warm fellowship with loved ones and friends gathered around a table filled with delectable dishes of every kind. As a result of indulging ourselves with all that food, we will more than likely end up more stuffed than the turkey ever was, vowing never to eat again. We read in Proverbs 23 too, and put a knife to thy throat if thou be a man given to appetite. In other words, one will ruin himself if he overeats, but then aren't we all guilty of that when Thanksgiving or any holiday rolls around? However, isn't it wonderful to have our families together on these wonderful occasions? Read in Psalms 128.3, Thy wife shall be as a fruitful vine by the sides of thine house. 
thy children like olive plants round about thy table. The family that prays and does things together will always come out the winner. After all, that's what families are all about, being in one mind, one heart, and in one accord. For in unity there is strength and victory. Many today have forgotten what Thanksgiving really means. Many are thankful in terms of material blessings only. But what value would material blessings be without the love of God, the love of family and friends, or without the freedom to enjoy them? And today many say to God, thank you, Lord, but we no longer need you as we have everything. Read of a remark made by Moses in Deuteronomy 8, 17 and 18. And thou say in thine heart, my power and the might of mine hand had gotten me this wealth. But thou shalt remember the Lord thy God. For it is he that giveth thee power to get wealth, that he may establish his covenant which he sware unto thy fathers, as it is this day. To the true born-again Christian who believes and knows the truth, Thanksgiving is not only one day out of the year, but every day. Many think and believe that Thanksgiving originated in 1621 with the pilgrims of New England who gave thanks to God for their survival and for all the blessings received, materially and spiritually. However, the first national Thanksgiving to be celebrated annually by nation was in all probability that which was instituted by Moses for the children of Israel about the year 1491 BC and observed by them 40 years later. Israel's national Thanksgiving Day was much like ours in that it was held at the close of harvest. Its main objective being to give thanks to God for the harvest. It was a time of feasting, offering gifts to God and the giving of alms to the poor. It was called the Day of Pentecost because it came just 50 days after the beginning of harvest and the word. Pentecost means 50. Read in Leviticus 23, 15 to 16, And he shall count unto you from the morrow after the Sabbath, from the day that he bought the sheaf of the wave offering. Seventh Sabbath shall be complete, even to the morrow. After the seventh Sabbath shall he number fifty days. And he shall offer a new meat offering unto the Lord. The Feast of Pentecost took place exactly fifty days following the resurrection of our Lord Jesus Christ. Thus this feast spoke especially of the coming of the Holy Spirit, as described in Acts 2, 1 through 4. And when the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were all with one accord in one place. And suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind. And it filled all the house where they were sitting. And there appeared unto them cloven tongues like as a fire. And it sat upon each of them. And they were all filled with the Holy Ghost and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. Speaking in tongues is the only evidence cited in the Bible which has verifies one has received the baptism of the Holy Spirit. The first church was formed by the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Reading 1 Corinthians 12, 12 to 14, that the spiritual church is one. For as the body is one and hath many members, and all the members of that one body being many are one body, so also is Christ. For by one spirit are we all baptized into one body, whether we be Jews or Gentiles, whether we be bond or free, and have been made all to drink into one spirit. For the body is not one member, but many. Thus, we have a biblical account of thanksgiving, the kind that is pleasing in the sight of God. According to God's word, we find that thanksgiving signifies both the expressing of gratitude by acknowledging and confessing with gladness and praise the benefits and mercies which God has bestowed either upon us or others. 
and also the giving of alms and offerings as a thanks offering for blessings received. We read in Psalm 68, 19, Blessed be the Lord who daily loadeth us with benefits, even the God of our salvation, Silah. In Palestine, during the time of Christ, the day of Pentecost, or Israel's national Thanksgiving Day, came just 50 days after the gathering of the first fruits. The first sheaf of the resurrection harvest symbolizes Christ being the first fruit. Paul tells us in 1 Corinthians 15, 23, But every man in his own order, Christ, the first fruits, afterward they that are Christ at his coming. They refers to those who have been truly born again of water and of the Spirit. We believe and practice water baptism by immersion in the name of Jesus Christ. Viewers, if you were to ask your friend, how do I get to heaven? You would probably receive as many answers as the number of friends you question. Someone might suggest that you follow traditions and rituals and even keep the golden rule and the Ten Commandments in order to get there. Someone else might say that you need to live a good life. Others might advise you to pray, give to the church and poor and do the best you can. But when you are dealing with something as important as eternal life, you need more than just the opinions of friends and loved ones. You need the truth, the whole truth and nothing but the truth. Jesus is the only way, as he tells us in John 14, 6. I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. Yes, narrow is the way which leadeth unto life, and few there be that find it. Of course, there is a way that many think is the right way. False religions, cults, etc., not in accordance with the Word of God, are ways, for example, which may seem right, which lead to death. Those who take part in such religions may even seem joyful, but in reality, their hearts are heavy and full of grief. Proverbs tells us in chapter 14, verse 12, there is a way which seemeth right unto a man, but the end thereof are the ways of death. Let us read John 3, 3, which reveals a new birth made known to Nicodemus and out to you in my TV audience. Verily, verily, I say unto thee, except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Jesus made it clear and plain that even those who lived most uprightly, like Nicodemus, who was a very religious Jew, were required to be born again. With the naked eye, one can see anything but to see or even enter the kingdom of God, one must be born again. Born again? That may sound strange to you. What does it mean? Read in John 3, 5. Verily, verily, I say unto thee, Except a man be born of water and of the Spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. And when God says you cannot, that's what he means. To be born of water means to be baptized in water in the name of Jesus Christ, according to Acts 2.38. Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the remission of sins, and he shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. Peter made no mistake. For God blessed his ministry with 3,000 souls who gladly received his words and were baptized. A few days later, 5,000 souls were added to the body of Christ. Just imagine, the Lord removes one's sins as far as the east is from the west and remembers them no more. When God forgives, he forgets. Plus, he gives you the wonderful gift of the Holy Spirit, which is one's passport to heaven. Naturally, there is a question in the minds of many regarding the scripture in Matthew 28, 19. Go ye therefore and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost. Father, 
Son, and the Holy Ghost are merely titles, not names. This mode of baptism was not known or practiced until the second or third centuries. At the beginning, it was not so. Souls were all baptized in the name of Jesus Christ. After all, Acts 4.12 confirms, neither is there salvation in any other, for there is none other name of the heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. When we use the only formula for baptism, Acts 38, we are fulfilling Matthew 28.19 by using the name, not names or titles. Titles cannot save anyone, but the name of Jesus can and will. In the past, God had many names and titles, but in this present grace, death dispensation, the only redemptive name is Jesus. Jesus is the only Savior of this lost and dying world. It is a fact that the Holy Ghost was given on Thanksgiving Day. What a wonderful and great Thanksgiving Day gift. We read of Paul's remark in 2 Corinthians 9:15, thanks be unto God for his unspeakable gift. Because Thanksgiving Day is associated with harvest, it is a reminder of one of God's great and blessed promises. Reading Genesis 8:22, while the earth remaineth, seed time and harvest, and cold and heat, and summer and winter, and day and night shall not cease. Thus, the first Thanksgiving day after the resurrection of our Lord on the day of Pentecost, which was the first Thanksgiving day of the New Testament church, was the fulfillment of God's great promise, which he had pledged to Abraham. Reading Genesis 15:1, After these things, the word of the Lord came unto Abraham in a vision, saying, Fear not, Abram, I am thy shield and thy exceeding great reward. Here God promised himself to Abraham. This promise was to be fulfilled in Abraham's children, both according to flesh and according to faith. Reading Galatians 3, 7, Know ye therefore that they which are of faith, the same are the children of Abraham. And those who believe are also of Abraham's spiritual seed, and therefore are spiritual Israelites. And regarding God's promise of giving himself to Abraham, Paul tells us that it was the promise of the Holy Ghost. We read in Galatians 3.14, that the blessing of Abraham might come on the Gentiles through Jesus Christ, that we might receive the promise of the Spirit through faith. We read in John 4.23-24, when Jesus said, But the hour cometh, and now is, when the true worshippers shall worship the Father in spirit and in truth. For the Father seeketh such to worship him. God is a spirit, and they that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. There is only one divine spirit, which is the Holy Ghost. Paul confers this in 1 Corinthians 12, 3, Wherefore I give you to understand that no man speaking by the Spirit of God calleth Jesus accursed, and that no man can say that Jesus is the Lord but by the Holy Ghost. Therefore the Holy Ghost is God the Father himself, and the promise of the Father is the promise of the Holy Ghost. For the Holy Ghost was the Father of Jesus, according to Matthew 1, 18 and 20. Now the birth of Jesus Christ was on this wise, when as his mother Mary was his spouse of Joseph, before they came together, she was found with child of the Holy Ghost. But while he thought on these things, behold, the angel of the Lord appeared unto him in a dream, saying, Joseph, thou son of David, fear not to take unto thee Mary thy wife, for that which is conceived in her is of the Holy Ghost. And the Holy Ghost was also the spirit of Jesus. That is why Jesus could say in John 10, 30, I and my Father are one. Reading 2 Corinthians 3, 17, Now the Lord is that Spirit, and where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. Thus we see in Acts 2, 1 through 4, as we have read, the fulfillment of God's greatest gift on Thanksgiving Day. Yes, we have to thank God for the bountiful blessings and harvest. 
King David delivered his psalm of thanksgiving as found in 1 Chronicles 16, 8 and 29. Give thanks unto the Lord. Call upon his name. Make his known his deeds among the people. Give unto the Lord the glory due unto his name. Bring an offering and come before him. Worship the Lord in the beauty of holiness. In Psalms 103, verse 2, we are reminded daily to remember God's benefits. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits. We should enumerate the significant benefits received from the Lord, such as salvation, the promise of eternal life, the gift of the Holy Ghost, physical healing for the body and soul, and all manner or form of material and spiritual blessings. Yes, it is a good thing to give thanks unto the Lord and sing praises unto his name for the benefits received. We make a joyful noise unto the Lord by clapping our hands and shouting unto God with a voice of triumph. We read Psalms 100, 1 to 5. Make a joyful noise unto the Lord, all ye lands. Making a joyful noise is one of the great doxologies or praises to God of the Bible. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come before his presence with singing. Serving the Lord willingly and with all one's heart and soul is what God requires. There is no place in the Lord's work for gloomy Christians to abide. Knowing that the Lord, He is God. It is He that had made us and not we ourselves. We are His people and the sheep of His pasture. Enter into His gates with thanksgiving. God tells us, blessed is the man that heareth me, watching daily at my gates, waiting at the post of my doors. And into His courts with praise, be thankful unto Him and bless His name. For the Lord is good. His mercy is everlasting, and His truth endures to all generations. Therefore, let everything that hath breath praise the Lord. The Lord wants to breathe upon every soul today, the breath being the very same Holy Ghost given on the day of Pentecost, which was Thanksgiving Day and first day of the week, which brings us to the word Sabbath. We read in Matthew eleven twenty-eight to 30, Come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. This gracious invitation of the Lord Jesus was intended to reach out beyond Israel to all those sin sick and burdened regardless, irregardless of their creed, color, or nationality, for God is no respect of persons. He looks at the heart. He goes further to say, Take my yoke upon you and learn of me, for I am meek and lowly in heart, and ye shall find rest unto your souls. For my yoke is easy, and my burden is light. Thus, we find the seventh day was the day on which God rested after the creation, and which he made known to the children of Israel at Mount Sinai. The Sabbath was for a sign upon Israel, as was circumcision, to distinguish them as God's peculiar people. The first was a spiritual sign, the second a physical sign. At this special time of the year, let us be generous. Many people think only of money when one preaches on generosity. But generosity includes more than just monetary gifts. What is generosity? It is the act of doing more than is expected of you. When you do only that which is expected, you have done nothing. When you do more, you have been generous. Jesus said it is more blessed to give than to receive. However, this works both ways. In order to receive, you must give. Read Luke 6:38. Give, and it shall be given unto you. Good measure, pressed down and shaken together, and running over shall men give unto your bosom. For with the same measure that ye meet with all, it shall be measured to you again. Take the Apostle Paul as an example. Initially he had been a Pharisee caring for no one but himself and his own beliefs. 
One day, Jesus met him on a dusty road in Damascus. Following the encounter, Paul was filled with the Holy Spirit and in the name of Jesus Christ was baptized by immersion in water. I'm sure that he would not have baptized the disciples of John the Baptist in any other way that cited, than that cited in Acts 2.38. Paul preached the gospel of the kingdom of God to all classes of people. On one occasion, he was stoned and left for dead. However, he was able to return to minister to the very ones who rejected him. Thus, this was indeed an act of generosity. He was abundantly generous and big-hearted so that he would do anything necessary to win souls to Christ. Like Jesus, Paul generously gave of himself to others. He had the spirit of concernment for the poor, the brokenhearted, the captives, the desire to set at liberty them who were abused. A certain man went down to Jericho. Unfortunately, he fell among thieves and was wounded and robbed. A Levite, a priest, passed him by, but a good Samaritan saved the man's life took care of him, and had compassion upon him. Isn't this just like Jesus? The Samaritan was supposed to be a man who had no dealings with Jews. However, he showed his generosity by his loving attitude toward the wounded man. The Samaritan put aside all hatred and generously gave himself to a man considered his natural enemy. He had the right spirit of generosity and involvement. Many today do not like to get involved in anything. A person can be in the midst of being murdered, robbed, mugged, or raped, yet many will pass by and fail to call the emergency number 911 for help, just as the Levite and priest preferring not to get involved. We look at Jesus by contrast. He looked with love upon the Jew and Gentile, the rich and the poor, and the bond and the free. If you and I wish to follow Jesus, we must bear the mark of generosity. To whom are we to be generous? Sometimes we are most ungenerous to the ones we love the dearest. Thus, charity begins at home. Thus, on this Thanksgiving day, we should thank God for the brilliant sun that shines. Thanksgiving is an empty word, unless related and directed to God, the most generous giver in the universe. Are any of the following our own doing? Life, food, clothing, housing, salvation through the name of Jesus, and a host of other wonderful things? It is delightful and right as you read in Psalms 147.1. Praise ye the Lord, for it is good to sing praises unto our God, for it is pleasant and praise is comely. Remember, viewers, that life must be sustained. It does not just happen. Our deepest reason for thanks comes when we accepted Jesus as our Savior and took on His precious name in water baptism. Therefore, we should be willing to forgive others as Jesus forgave us. Jesus pronounced judgment upon the debtor who was forgiven so much but was unwilling to forgive the one who owed so little. This person lacked gratitude. Jesus also found a low percentage of gratitude when He cured ten lepers. Only one returned with genuine gratitude. How can we understand? the abundance that we enjoy, is there a way to measure the blessings that God has given us? Some way to understand why we have been so blessed. The things that first come to mind are usually those we can taste and touch. The house we own, the food on the table, the clothes we wear, all the material goods that we enjoy. These are easy to measure because we can assign a dollar value to each of them. But if our thanks stops here, it is shallow indeed. For what value would material blessings be without the love of family and friends, 
or without free to enjoy them. These are more difficult to measure because they are intangible. Therefore, it is a good thing to give thanks unto the Lord on this Thanksgiving day and every day of the year. If you'd like to know more about God's Word, the church, and review these telecast presentations in its entirety, please visit our website at JesusComingSoon.org. Until our next telecast, this is your host, Head Pastor Billy Hahn Jr., expressing my sincerest appreciation to each of you who have allowed us to come into your homes. May the good Lord bless and keep you all in the hollow of His hands. The church band will conclude today's telecast with an uplifting number entitled, Count Your Blessings.
The preceding program was paid for by the Apostolic Faith Church.